come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Adrian. I am your polter guide, Mac. Mac, get that fucking devil voice out of here. <laughs> we ain't having that. We ain't having that. Because we'll, we'll be talking about that, too. So, uh, yeah, we watched the brand spanking new film by Jordan Peele. Us. And so, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be spoiler free for a few minutes, yeah, and then we're gonna spoil all the things, literally all the things that we managed to get a grasp on because I'm still digesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I could have watched this one a couple more times. Actually, we did twice, and and we the, the three of us that's that's Kinsey, Debbie, and I. We are all in agreement that this is an entirely different movie the second time, so watch it twice. It is worth a second view. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, which I think that should just segue into, did you like it, did you not like it? I guess I'm going first. Um, Sorry, Don, I wasn't looking at you specifically, <laughs> no, but that, you want to go first. That's, that's fine. Actually, I, I did not love this on my first view. I didn't dislike it. Um, I think it's one of these things where I, I had such tremendously high expectations and it didn't quite meet those expectations. And so I was kind of meh about it the first time I watched it. On the second viewing, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, which is another argument for watch it a second time. But yeah, it's super good and y'all should watch it. I fucking loved it. There was not a moment of this movie that I did not thoroughly fucking enjoy. This was a good, good movie. Mac? Same. I only saw it the first time, so I was I was on board the first time. It's sort of fucking nuts how good Jordan Peele is. Like, yeah. he is, like... I just want to point out, Mac actually cussed for that, so... Yeah. <laughs> He's solid argument for greatest of all time in sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. He's definitely yeah. in the conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And has directed two movies now, and both of them are great. They're just like top not Even yeah. if you don't like the subject matter of the movie, right. they are very well put together. Yeah. And I'm like struggling to find an, a director who's at that level after only two movies. Like, the most recent one you can think of is maybe Shyamalan, but then he just kept repeating the same bag yeah. of tri- tricks, and this is not what Jordan Peele is doing mm-hmm. now. You think of, um, like, Hitchcock, and even Hitchcock made some duds and was awful to people, whereas you know, there's no indication that Jordan Peele is awful to people. And then you think about the subject matter he's doing. Like, some people are trying to make horror movies with more of a message. You look at, like, something like The Purge, or even when Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith made Red State. Yeah. They're not operating on the same level that he is. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So. He's brilliant, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Uh, first viewing, even more second viewing. Uh, I was on board. I He, and I've said this before on the podcast, if it's your idea and it's an original idea, I'm definitely going to give you a lot more leeway. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I had to do this with Peel, because I just, I dug it. I think that's one of the things that I really like about Peel as a director, is that he does some sort of, like, batshit off-the-wall stuff that is 
really original from the stuff that we've seen before. And it's also so steeped in what, but what, what's come before as well. He's yes. so not just horror literate, but he is, but cinematically literate. Yes. Where you're yeah. like, I know what he is watching and has reconstituted for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. First movie or first viewing, I went in like just no expectation of there being, I guess, like the underlying allegory because I I had heard somewhere previous, like there is none. Mm. So I was just like, I'm just going to sit and watch this, enjoy this movie. And so first viewing at the end, I was like, wait, what? Like mm-hmm. I, I was not paying attention to all the little things. And so I, I came out of that like, I'm confused. I'm confused. And I went back and watched it again and it was better. Still confused. I hadn't read anything like in between the the things and then afterwards I read just a snippet and then I was like oh, okay everything makes oh well and I guess what I was confused on did we enter spoiler territory yet? Not yet. Um, is something I will talk about later. <laughs> and <laughs> after understanding what had actually happened, then then I was like oh now I'm going to see it probably three more times to go f- <laughs> find all the things to go down all the rabbit holes. I think that there is still a very strong metaphor in this, but I think yes. it's a less clear metaphor. I agree I think, with that, yeah. I think that this is a metaphor that can operate on different levels, whereas Get Out was very clear. Mm-hmm. This one is bring your baggage, put it in here, right. find the metaphor you that fits there, for you. There's a lot to get into in the movie. There's a lot of symbolism and a lot of ideas behind it, but there's less of a clear thesis like this is what the movie is about. Yeah. 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 If I can put out there real quick... Probably because of my privilege, the things that were addressed in this movie were not on the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was aware of them, but they weren't what clicked when I was watching the movie. And then, anyway, after seeing, you know, reading a couple articles that referenced different things, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, totally, you know. Again, we'll get into details later, so. Okay. Um, well, let's go ahead. I guess we still need to talk about IMDb. We do, just so, you know, if you guys don't really have an idea what well, it's about. Real quick, though, this movie was about an unnamed multi-level marketing company whose members <laughs> adopt an aggressive sales method to sell scissors to get to the President's Club. <laughs> <laughs> you so much <laughs> I hate to disagree with you but the true synopsis of this movie is uh, Hands Across America reaches its natural conclusion <laughs> it only took how long? <laughs> yeah a few years so IMDB said we need to hear from them they're going to disagree with both of you not saying y'all are wrong but they are going to disagree a family's serenity turns to chaos when a group of doppelgangers begins to terrorize them. Family serenity. There was not. There was some serenity, but that's an interesting word. Serenity, like the TV show, maybe like <laughs> they as were, serene as that. <laughs> they actually were just watching Winston Duke. They weren't watching Lupita. That's who they're like. Well, obviously, this just ruined this guy's trip. Yeah, he was. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, their synopsis is a guy buys a boat and everything gets ruined. <laughs> Mac, I want you to actually put that on the synopsis right now. Oh, gosh. So, should we say we're spoiler territory now? We are definitely into spoilers now. All right, so uh, if you don't want to know, fast forward to the end. But uh, if you do want to know, hang around. 
All right. Let's I mean, see. actually, does the end get less spoiled? No, no, no. There's, no, also, really there's yeah. also no time mark. So just just pause it. Go watch the movie. Come back. Do we're here. Go watch the movie. It's worth watching. Twice. twice. At least twice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it, gang. So, did anyone else notice the just from the get notice the VHS tapes? Um, yeah, I, that was the first. It's, <laughs> it's one of three notes I have on this movie. It was my first note. Yeah. And did you notice that almost all of those movies Were, are about yeah. things below? And yeah, featuring white people predominantly. And featuring white people. Yeah. Uh, even the right stuff features yeah. white people going into space. Yep. Going and above. looking down on the Earth. Uh, yeah, there's the right stuff. One of those. Two VHS uh, movies, which means you know it's long. It also featured in Captain Marvel, which is the say, one you picked up in Blockbuster. Since you explained what it's about, because I had never seen it, didn't know anything about it, I was like, oh well, you know, it's a, it's funny now to me in Captain Marvel because now I know that it's about something being in space and it's about the Mercury astronauts. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So to me, that <clears throat> makes it even funnier that one of the films is the Man with Two Brains. That's up there because yeah. that was always the one I was having trouble reading. The others I, I could tell. Okay, that's, yeah, I, I had trouble reading that. One that one was like I'm like squinting and leaning up, like that's going to help you know on the giant yeah. screen. I I only I only recognized Chud because it was those letters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is a very iconic looking Chud Goonies Nightmare on Elm Street. I should have recognized Nightmare. Well, when you see the title for Nightmare on Elm Street, it doesn't look very clear. Especially if you're like adding any kind of distance or anything, the the red block lettering all kind of bleeds together. Yeah. But in addition to that, how beautifully was that set? We you did not really need 1986 popping up on the screen. No, you because yeah. there was that TV. There was the VH tape, tapes. There was the specific VH tapes. There was yeah. everything about what you were looking at. There was the little girl's hair the little and the dad's hair. shirt and his like everything was so clearly 86. Did you hear uh, uh, Adelaide's mother? Uh, mentioned that they were filming a movie somewhere else on the pier and the Lost Boys. Yeah, it was historically the Lost Boys. <laughs> it was very, and Jordan Peele and I, yes, it, it, the Lost Boys was being filmed elsewhere in that opening scene. That's awesome. I love with Jordan Peele that when he starts talking horror, like he will mention like the like the good, but he is not afraid to throw in Tremors, yeah. Chud, things that influenced him. Fuck you if you think Tremors isn't good, Kenzie. I'm not saying we will throw down. I am not saying that, but there I'm saying there are horror <laughs> snobs that are like, no, fuck Tremors. No, I'm saying like he's like no, I bring bring them all on. I'm a horror snob, and Tremors is <laughs> a goddamn delight. Next up. Who knew that was going to be the fight we had? Today? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I could have opened the betting pool at almost anything and somebody would have made a goddamn fortune. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of bets going on today, gang. Um, can I mention one of my very favorite lines from near the beginning? Mm-hmm. Was when Adelaide looked at Kitty and said, I have a hard time talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yes! <laughs> yeah, Donnie's not joking. It's a completely different watch when... No, dude, it's so, like... I, I knew I was only going to get a chance to see this once before we did the podcast, and I went into it thinking, this is a Jordan Peele movie, so I was doing my best to just pay mm-hmm. attention to everything. Every detail you have to yeah. watch. And, um, go ahead. No, I, right. I, that was a... 
And that's the beauty of this magic trick that he's pulling here. He knows exactly where he's got you, and he's like, look at this, look at this. Yes! <laughs> It worked. He got me. To quote our frequent polter guest, Ryan, who uh, posted a review of this movie. um, Where can you find that review? WickedHorror.com. WickedHorror.com. He he comments that Jordan Peele plays the audience like an orchestra. When he wants you to laugh, you're laughing. When he wants you to be tense, you're tense. And you could listen to the audience and, and hear it. And the laugh can be a setup for another scare later on, and the scare can be a setup to a joke later on, and on and on and on in a complicated net. Yeah. How about in the middle of one of the most tense scenes near the beginning? Nobody cares about the boat, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he, one, one thing that struck me as sort of an almost an extension of Get Out, I'm going into this after Get Out, and they have Elizabeth Moss in the movie, and Elizabeth Moss, just like Bradley Whitford, was a cast member of The West Wing. So the thought I had going out of Get Out was, oh, he put somebody that would so sue the white liberals. <laughs> and then I'm seeing Elizabeth Moss, like, she's up to something, she's up to something, and then she wasn't. And then yeah. I was like, God damn it, Jordan Peele, why am I supposed to feel at any given time? <laughs> Who can I trust? Tell me, and I will. <laughs> I was going to say Lupita, but no. Yeah, can't trust Lupita. I love Lupita. But I can't she's trust Lupita. So amazing! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I think I'm when in she love start, with her. When she started, oh, Me she's too. so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. When she started talking in that broken voice, it was no, just, that's that's called the devil voice, Donna. Where this has a new name is the devil voice. Was that? Oh, Casey? fuck that voice! Like, cause <laughs> so good. You know, she starts talking, and I looked at Billy, and I was like, nope. Nope. Nope nope nope, 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 nope. That devil voice has got to go. But and she, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and then you get a little bit of Maz in there, and that lulled me back into a false sense of security, because I love Maz very, very much. And then the devil voice came back, and I was like, done. When her when she's not doing devil voice, her voice is so, like, sing-songy to me. Like, it, it just sounds... By, by nice. the way, just on the off chance, why don't you tell our listeners who Maz is? Oh, well, this is going with our normal theme. It's Maz Kanata from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So it's another Star Wars reference. The You're character welcome. with the gigantic glasses and eyeballs. And, and she was... So and frequent labor difficulties. And <laughs> she, she was voiced by... Lapita. Yeah. I okay. had no idea. You didn't know? Really? Oh, my goodness. I was putting it together as you were talking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's the range that that actress has. Like, there's not... The Venn diagram of Adelaide, Red, and... Uh, Maz. They don't touch. Not no. even. They're on different planets. I was going to say, it? this movie did a really good... <laughs> Kenzie got it. Sorry. She was the only one I was playing that joke for. Go to your room. <laughs> I will not. Um, I, I was going to say that they had some really good Castiel casting with, with this movie in that you have these people and they're playing the family. And then when they are playing the doppelgangers... They do not look the same. Mm-mm-mm. Like there were actually a couple moments where I was like, "Is that the same actress?" Yeah. Um, well, Winston Duke in particular. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I was like, they 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 have everyone else playing the same guy. Would is that yeah. Winston Duke? Yeah. 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 He's playing just such different energies. He's so committed to almost. To being the Hulk. Well, <laughs> as well, what's the name of the doctor? Abraham. Abraham, thank you. Uh, and then as um, the husband, Gabe. he Gabe, thank you. Um, I just don't remember characters' names. So that's just that. <laughs> um, he has sort of like this African American 
Clark Griswold feel about it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little goofy. He picks such a specific note to play, and the other one is such a counter note. Yeah. Yeah, that it really comes through. But I would say that Abraham is a little goofy. When he's on the boat and he's he's yelling. That, 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 that's why it's a counter note. It's like a different octave. Okay. But the same note. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. So good. Uh, I don't have any notes about really specific scenes, I don't think. Um, other than, so... Um, I like how I made I said a thing and I immediately contradicted myself. <laughs> um... So the power goes off in the fun house, and I thought that was because of the storm, but then the power also goes off in the houses mm-hmm. before the tethered show up. So I don't have anything to say about that other than noticing that that happened. <laughs> That's the end of that. Did it also kind of go out in the, in the 80s as well? It went out in the funhouse. We didn't see what was going yeah. on on, okay. the, on the boardwalk. Okay. But it was stormy, so you can... Yeah. But not yeah. stormy at the house. It was it not stormy yeah. at the house. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, speaking of scenes, the credits, the opening credits, were... Un- that was like... Yeah. An unbearably slow zoom out from yeah. the bunnies. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I'm looking uncom- for something in the bunnies. <laughs> I had time to get uncomfortable three times with the length of the zoom out. Like, yeah. I was just like... Oh god, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. And it's fucking bunnies. Like it's just bunnies. <laughs> that that brings to mind an interesting because it's, it's panic inducing. Yeah, it's not, it's not even scary. Yeah, it, it's like what's happening? <laughs> and I kept thinking we were going to slow reveal to like bloody cages covered sure. in viscera yeah. or like mutated bunnies. And, and also, I was just like, what the fuck do the bunnies have to do with any of this? I was doing the same thing as well. Like, I was just like, okay, now I'm looking at, we have I'm white like, bunnies and brown bunnies. What is the pattern? Of, I, yeah. I was like, okay, so all of these are mostly white, but the one in the middle is dark. I wonder, yeah, like, there's so much going on. Um, With nothing going on. And nothing going on. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it's that panic, that's only really going to happen in the theater. Once this movie gets on a television, that scene is not, that those opening credits are not going to have the same power. It's true. And it brings to mind what somebody, uh, what critics said, calling this a horror movie is like saying The Godfather is a gangster movie and 2001 A Space Odyssey is a science fiction movie. Which mm-hmm. is fine. That They are those things. But there's so much more here and it, it's so steeped in cinematic art that you have to see this on the big screen because the panic does not come through won't, won't come through on a TV yeah yeah I agree because it reminds me of when I saw 2001 actually in the theater not in the 60s I'm not that old it was re-released last year <laughs> that like the big scenes in that were that panic inducing that's why Jordan Peele is like now on Kubrickian level skill wise without being a D-back without being a D-back so far as we know as far as we know yeah don't let us down, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, don't be a terrible man. But he's reached to that level yeah. of skill in two movies. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, do we want to talk about what the what the tethered were wearing? Yes. Yeah. So I thought the red suits were, were really interesting um, because, first off, in that Thriller t-shirt that she's got on, Michael Jackson is wearing red. He's got his, like, iconic red jacket on. It's also the color of the Hands Across America paper dolls that were on her shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very reminiscent of prison uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody else is talking. I'm going to keep talking. (laughs) Um, They've also got the single glove, um, which I think is another homage to Michael Jackson. And I think that that is about um, sort of like abuse and aspiration. Possible. My my only argument to that would be that it's a golf glove. I think that you don't have a lot of rhinestone gloves underground. Do you have a lot of red suits? Jump suits do you have Apparently a lot. Doesn't he wear a golf glove at at some point? Like it has the that the Velcro or whatever, like Michael Jackson himself, one of one of his many gloves. Is he wearing that in the thriller video? He might be. Yeah. Because he's not wearing one of the rhinestone glitzy ones in thriller. And I think you might be right. Keep talking while I Google. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and we talk about we talk about abuse in relation to Michael Jackson. It's I don't know if I quite buy that that's an intentional thing, but maybe a byproduct now because just now the conversation about abuse and Michael Jackson has restarted, and I don't know if that was in Peel's mind as he was making the movie. Um, if we're going based on the fact that Peel's not a dick bag. Um, I feel like it's not hard to get there. Maybe. But I, I, um, but you're right. Like, Finding yeah. Neverland has come out within the last few weeks. Right. It was probably only in production or pre-production. Right. But it's not like there weren't discussions about that yeah. before. But, yeah. Or, still going with that, could he be talking about the abuse Michael suffered with Joe Jackson to be perfect and to be the talent that he Honestly, is. Honestly, there's so much abuse that you can give no, Michael no. Jackson. But I mean, saying right. that, and then because you, you have Lapita talking about uh, being a dancer and that she could have kept dancing and just having to be, most dancers, they will tell you, we had to be perfect, we had to do this. So maybe that correlation? I have something that correlates with that, but Mac looks like he wants to talk something about okay. it first. Um, that also sort of goes in with another note that I made about the twist at the end, where we find out that Adelaide is not Adelaide. That <laughs> Adelaide is red. Adelaide um, is Badelaide. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that part of this is um, we sort of become who we believe we are. Um, you know, you see this in, like, Tommy, the rock opera, is one of the first things that comes to mind. But he is essentially deaf, dumb, like, like I'm not going to say that. He is essentially deaf and blind and all of that because he's literally told that he is. And so, the, the, like, that whole thing is a movie about a kid who it, who becomes what he is told and what he believes he is. Which is also this, to a certain extent. Adelaide gets left down in the underworld, and then she becomes red. Um, red goes up top, and there's really no in like implication that she is aware that she's not Adelaide until much later on in the movie when she seems to be realizing it. I'll so, see, I so you take that Michael Jackson stuff. You are who you, like you become the person that you're told you are. Yeah. And see, and I took it so second viewing that when they get to the boardwalk, it's not it's. She doesn't want to be found out. She doesn't want the others to know her secret that she got out. That's why she's so nervous. That's why she's watching her son. Like, that's what I took from it. Like, she's like, that's why she's very anxious. I'm not saying that you're wrong. No, I'm just saying that neither one of them really seems to know which is which. Report on the golf glove. I cannot find a picture with a good enough resolution to answer the question. I found several. It's not here. He's wearing any gloves. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did find, though, one of his gloves is a golf glove, albeit a different style, but mm-hmm. it is 
a golf glove. I mean, but I think that just the glove is okay. tied to it. I so. will accept that it's Michael Jackson. The golf glove could also just be because they like golf club was a pretty prominent weapon. Weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a send up to the movie Funny Games. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Or a lot of home invasion stuff in general. We're just gonna Side track note. in that same lane. Yeah, I believe if you're being if your home is being invaded, I don't think you should use a golf club because they're not really intended for that kind of impact and they'll bend. Pro tip. Mm-hmm. I mean you see them break them on their knee all the time. All like. Yeah. Yeah, there's just get a base like really the baseball bat's better. If you're gonna like a geode is better. Geo's fucking amazing. It's a goddamn rock. <laughs> it's a goddamn rock with spikes. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad weapon. So did anyone else notice that the homeless guy was the first victim and the first to line up? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. I did not catch that. I did, did not realize that he was lined up until like three hours after the movie. Yeah. Did anyone... And, I'm sorry. No, no. And then I was just like... like Totally irrelevant conversation. I'm eating dinner, and then I'm like, literally in the middle of dinner. Oh shit, he was lined up, and my husband was like, "Oh my god, you're right." Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> sorry. My no, wife, no, I was interrupting you, so don't be sorry. At one point, my wife turned to me and said, "You were totally the kid who would have worn a Jaws T-shirt to the beach." <laughs> I, I was oh. like, has that kid seen Jaws? That kid is my hero. I yeah. looked up after the first viewing, I looked up Jeremiah 1111 to see if it was anything significant. I've got the text written down. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, uh, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. We've had our Bible reading for today. Now let us. But I think, <laughs> I th- because because you can kind of make that apply. But I think the actual point of it is eleven is a double, and then eleven eleven is a doubled double. So with the fantastic hand symbols that nobody can ah, see. I see where you're going. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and also eleven eleven was repeated. A few times. Uh, you may have even noticed that the score to the game that uh, uh, Gabe was watching was 11-11. Yeah. And the ambulance that they took at the end had 11-11. Yeah. It's I think it was Kenzie that noticed Debbie, that. Debbie, Debbie noticed that. And yeah. the shirt that she picked was item number 11. It was. Yes. Jordan Peele retweeted somebody who was watching some game. Some I think it was a basketball game. The score was tied 11-11 at 11-11. He <laughs> <laughs> took the screenshot and he was like, uh, Jordan? <laughs> that's um, awesome. So I wonder if 11 gets repeated because that's the first instance right there. Like, I wonder if there's some, some something that clicked at that moment. They both pick number 11. There's your 11-11. And then they... Possibly, but I really think it's just that 11 is a double of two. It can of, be two things, Donna. It can, it be, can be. It can be. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing like little doll hands with me. You're throwing out gang size. Oh, so should we talk about Hands Across America for a second? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that the Hands Across America thing is a really, really... Uh, Having trouble finding the right word. Fun was the one that was going to be coming out of my mouth, but I don't know if that's really correct. It was like this big thing that the people who did We Are the World and stuff, 
put together, in case you don't know. I don't uh, know. Luke had to tell me about it. <laughs> my my, uh, my air quote date leaned over to me and said, did that really happen? And I was like, yeah, that really happened. So Who'd you take? Brent. He was alive. So okay. Was I. This weekend, he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. Adrian didn't finish him off. <laughs> How old is Brent? If He's we... older than me. Oh, okay. Or he's how my age. You? I don't know how old you are. Uh, I was born in 82. All right. All right. Yeah, I was going to say mid-late 30s. Okay. I mean, I guess we were only, like, I was only I like, was three, four when so. this happened. But I still, like, I have vague recollections of it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so it was a big charity event to raise money for home for the homeless. Yeah. And the idea was to make a big unbreaking chain across America, but you actually can't do that with American geography. That shit would take a lot of coordination. It did. Months and months of, like, commercials and celebrities, like, talking about it. And, in fact, George Bush even, like, did his thing on the White House lawn, oh, which yeah. was a bit... Um, he was only vice president at the time. I'm not uh, going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Not Bush. Reagan. Reagan. Oh, Reagan did it too? Reagan. Huh? Yeah, sorry. So he sorry. cared about homelessness. That's it. That's great. Uh, but he, it was it was pretty um, incendiary because a lot of people were like, this is your fault. Right. Like, That's what I was about to say. <laughs> you did this. Well, problem solved. Time for a jelly bean. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was started by a six-year-old homeless girl. Like, it wasn't started. The first person to take their place was a six-year-old homeless girl in New York City. And in this movie, the first person... Was that in that mind? And uh, it was a homeless dude, yeah. Um, but like that detail really bothered me when I read it because I was like, "What happened to her?" Can you imagine being the tethered of a homeless person and you don't even get to eat rabbit? Oh, oh, that was sad. Thanks, Donna. Bring down the room. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. And the people that held hands with Reagan were like hand-picked children. Yeah. Photogenic homeless children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, bring us a good homeless. Not not these cruddy homeless. So on the upside... uh, Ronnie, how many uh, bedrooms you got up in that residence there? (laughs) (laughs) Not enough. Now go along, children. Um, so it was a, it it ultimately was kind of a failure because it cost about $16 million to, um, do, to do. And, uh, it raised about $16 million. So. But we all remember it now. I mean, clearly not. (laughs) We will now. now. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so it was kind of a failure. Um, but it did bring a lot of attention to homelessness, so yay. Which, of course, as we all know, it fixed was everything. solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. solved it. Yeah. Solved yeah. it totally. So, it's all good now. Way to go, 80s. Way to go. Um, but anyway, so I think it's really important, like, like, not important, but I think that's, like, he didn't pick this randomly. Like, that is definitely... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a different topic of conversation. That's all I had about this, so let's move on. How did the tethered break free enough to get out of the tunnels? And I say this because when we, when the one time we actually got a good look at them, the tethered were, seemed to be pretty helplessly bound to what the people above them were doing. And the only reason that Red and Adelaide came together is because the place that Adelaide went was very close to an egress out of the tunnels. 
and Red was able to get out. It, is it possible? Did you have more? I was starting no. to answer the question. Okay. Um, the, the impression I got is that it never even occurred to them to exit until the switch with Adelaide and Red and Adelaide gave them the notion and it really isn't that hard for them to get out. They just, it just needed to occur to them. Oh, I, yeah, I think that, um, you can see in the adults and the older one, like, like, um, Zora and Pluto, Umbre, Umbre. Okay. Um, or Umbra. I don't know how she said it. I've, I've really only seen it written down and she only said it like the once, but, um, uh, Zora and Umbra don't, mimic each other really they both do the same thing like they're both runners mm-hmm. but they don't mimic the way that pluto and jason jason do i should remember that because she was walking around i just kept thinking press x to jason <laughs> <laughs> um but uh they don't so, so jason and pluto mirror a lot mm-hmm. and i mean that becomes like the way that jason saves his family at one point is by forcing pluto to mirror him but as they get older they don't seem to be bound to do that mm-hmm. it seems like maybe they do out of a force of habit mm-hmm. but that they don't have to interesting and so um is, my go ahead okay. the one egress we see is just an escalator yeah, and it's going the opposite direction. So if somebody had the notion and even the what you put your mind to, because they talk mm-hmm. about that with the, the driving and everything. Yeah, they could go up the escalator. It just is a matter sure. of putting your mind to it. Well, and what I was thinking was that that Adelaide was coming down the steps at the same time Red was going up the escalator. But Red had a longer escalator. Yes, and her escalator is going in the opposite direction. So I have a theory. Okay. So they both, and this goes back to my 11 and 11 being some, like that shirt being a moment of some kind. So Adelaide picks number 11, Red picks number 11, and something clicks or switches. So the one who was in control is not in control for a moment or something. Neither one of them is in control maybe because when she talks about it later, she describes it as, I wandered off. I don't know why. Oh, um, I like so, yeah. So, and but but here's the thing: Does she think she's Adelaide or does she think she's Red? Either way, she doesn't know why she wandered off. So she goes down the stairs. Red comes up the stairs. They meet in this place, mm-hmm. and then Red, and then the switch happens. And then who's in charge at that point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's 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 the one that danced first? That, I, I'm to, and, and that's patient zero as all of them mm-hmm. start dancing on their own. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point out real quick, since we were talking about the escalator, I just had like a revelation y'all probably already did, but I'm just now getting to it. Um, I feel like you need to be louder if you're going to be that far away from the mic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's talking about original red being underground, the underground, the tethered, whatever, you know, she comes to the bottom of an escalator that, like you said, is longer than the stairs that Adelaide went down or up or whatever. And so you have somebody who is lower than, I suppose, having to go up a path that is longer and also going in the opposite direction. Longer and harder. Yes. To get up and out and free. So... 
Okay. Well, let me... I want to give credit to my friend Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. I love you. Um, who gave me the first explanation for what this movie was about that really clicked. And that is that the movie is about socioeconomic differences. Yeah. And you know, what you were just saying about not just going up, but going up against the the direction of the escalator mm-hmm. um, made a lot of sense. Well, and that goes into one of my other notes. This is a switching subject, though. Sort of. Okay. Are we done talking about this? Sure. So there's a lot of aspirational things going on in this movie. Winston buys the boat, and he even directly compares it to the boat of the the white couple, Elizabeth Moss and her mm-hmm. boy. Josh and Kitty. Josh and Kitty. I really mm-hmm. liked Josh, just parenthetically speaking. Um, you know what? Okay, I actually really liked both of them. Oh, finish your thought. But We'll, we'll get to but, Josh and Kitty. No, yeah. Um, so he even compares, their, like, there are, there are direct comparisons made between what... Adelaide's family has and what Josh and Kitty have mm-hmm. um, over and over again, particularly with Winston. Winston is very much trying to keep up with them, but Josh and Kitty's house is bigger and like, like everything that Josh and Kitty has is... Their car is nicer. Yeah, the boat is nicer. They have a new car. Like Winston's like, did you see that? They got a new car. Um, yeah, all of it is just nicer. Um, and Josh and Kitty are fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hate each other. Like, it's not even like they're having a slump in their marriage. I feel like they actively do not fucking like each other. And when Winston tells Josh, Gabe tells Josh, hey, I got a boat. Josh proceeds to say, well, did you get this? Did you get this? Oh, I know you didn't get this. Like, he then shit on it. Yeah. yeah. Which is a setup to an important load-bearing plot point later <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Not to mention, also, did y'all notice that Josh was... Flare gun. Yeah. yeah. That Josh was wearing the shirt that said fragile on it. White guy fragile. Yeah. <laughs> White guy wearing fragile shirt. So that it was is... pretty awesome. I did not notice I that. I did not That's notice fantastic. that. Kitty and... What's his name? Josh. Josh is... The twins... Mm-hmm. were played by the same babies that were uh, uh, Ross and Rachel's baby on Friends. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even those sisters, like, even the twins aren't, like, they don't seem to be as happy as mm-hmm. yeah. um, Jason. I keep wanting to say his name is Max. <laughs> Jason and Zora are. I have to tell you, J- Jason and Zora have such that perfect big brother, or little brother, big sister relationship, right? Because there were some things I'm like, oh, I think I did that. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> I, when she I, kicks his yeah. ambulance and locks him in that closet. I would totally have done that. I was, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. On the beach. Do you, do you have brothers and sisters? I have a younger sister. <laughs> and that's all he's going to say about that. <laughs> there is a current investigation out that Mac is not at liberty to speak about. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. On, when they were on the beach, uh, I had a moment being, when, when we were watching it the first time, well, both times really, but I was like, what's the deal with the Frisbee? They throw the Frisbee and she picks it up and she's looking at it and I'm like, she, that's the first sign that she covered up the other one. Because oh. she picked up the first bean, it was, and then it like zoomed in on the dot that was on the blanket, yeah. and I was like, "What? What? what what's well, this about?" It was a one duplicate. Of the, one yeah. of the things I like is that um, at that point, Kitty says, "Oh, what a coincidence! That's been happening a lot today." 
Like imply like yeah. implying yeah. that this is this is a widespread thing. Oh wait, but the frisbee was red. So okay, so yeah, just saying red covered up Adelaide, I guess. Stole yeah. her life, blah blah blah. Nice. I just yeah, remembered it was red, so Um I do wonder like like why do you guys think all the coincidences were happening, she said as she answered her own question. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think some of it is just, is clues to, that's one of the, so what I thought was really great with the marketing of this film, that you thought this was only a single event happening to one family. Mm. So that when the reveal happens that. I mean, I saw Elizabeth Moss in the the trailer. Right, but you see her getting killed by someone in a red jumper. You don't see that it's her, her tether. In in the, in the preview, I had actually assumed that she was in the middle of what was happening to our main character's family. Right, exactly. So that they kept, that the others were a secret. I thought that was really Mm -hmm. fantastic. And I think just the coincidences are just, something is coming. Like you're this close to the source. Well, and then also, if the Tethered are doing things, then it's likely that the people are doing things so quickly. But then it's also trucking in the same lane as Get Out. I'm thinking, oh, you know what? The copies are, like, the white people have created these copies and and sent them to the affluent African-American house to be gone with them. I'm like, I don't trust you, Elizabeth Moss. I used to trust you, but now you're in this movie and I can't trust you. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that you mentioned that because I kept looking for it to be a story about race. Or exclusively race. And, but when I look back on Get Out, I mean, from almost the opening shot, you knew Get Out was about race. Mm -hmm. They were, they were very clear that this movie is about race. And there was, I don't think ever a point that this movie was blatantly about race. I, I would disagree with that. Okay. Because you're, you're trucking with Adelaide in the, the opening scenes and everything she sees and with the title Us, they look like us. They're us. Everything she sees is white people. Nothing looks like okay. her. Uh, all the movies featuring predominantly white people. She keeps changing the channel. All the scenes are with white people. Okay. She's walking through the carnival. All the things she sees are white people interacting with each other. Except her parents. Right. Okay. So, and I think that it's almost a misdirect. Like, he's... Luring you in with this is going to be another type of get out sort of statement, mm-hmm. and then it becomes about more than that. I don't yeah. think you can, and I don't think you can have the the class warfare type issue without incorporating sure race. Yeah, I think um, I have a couple other notes on here. Uh, stuff about changelings. There's a, there's a very fairy tale feel to this. Girl goes in the forest mm-hmm. and is replaced by something else. Very, very fey in that regard. Uh, I found a quote from Jordan Peele about this movie that I really liked, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feeling that we all feel we are the good guy in our own story prevents us from facing our demons. Nice. Yeah. I mean, he wrote it, so I think he knows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know he said in... I know there's been interviews that he said that, referring to this film, we are our own worst enemy. Mm Mm-hmm. There, to the racing, there was a little bit there where I thought that the movie was going to be about the people that um, get told they're not black enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a friend who grew up liking Harry Potter, and uh, she wears glasses, and she's she's just a big nerd. She plays Dungeons and Dragons, and she's got had, got a lot of flack when she was younger, and she told me about it about how like people would just be like 
calling her white and that she's not black enough. And so I thought for a little while that that was where this movie was going to go when Mm -hmm. Red's family first invades the house. Something, um, change your subject. Yeah, that's fine. Something that I noticed in the, in the first viewing and then really noticed on the second viewing was when Kitty says she's had a little work done. And she's got scars yeah. on her cheeks. Oh shit! Botox <laughs> stabbing right here in her forehead, like yeah. Mm. See, I thought it was just blood. Just maybe there hadn't been violence at that point. I don't know. Cuts in the same area. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did find it interesting. Like, I mean, Peel scatters hints through this whole thing that Adelaide isn't who we think she is. Right. Like, you've got the whistling, and then uh, Kitty can't kill her. Like, Kitty goes to mm-hmm. kill her, and I think she realizes she's one of us, and that's why she can't do it. Mmm. And- oh! Yeah. oh! Okay, Cats, I was like, why did she do that? I was like, does she have best friend feelings for her as well? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that makes me more, I mean, yeah, that goes more along with... Interesting. Yeah. That's why she gets the highest kill count. <laughs> I did really, really like how they let Zora be so, like, proactive in mm-hmm. this movie. Like, both of the kids are just like, fuck this, we're in this movie, we will not be props. It is the zombie apocalypse, we have been waiting for this. And she set her mind to driving, and she did. Yes. Yeah. She, she did. did. She did. She went up the escalator, yeah. going yeah. the opposite direction. <laughs> it also makes, the, the other hints that you have with Adelaide being red are when she sees um, Umbra in the tree. Yeah. Like, I thought that she was just... I, I figured, as a mom, it would be hard to see somebody that looks exactly like your child twisted yeah. up in a tree. And, like, and this showing this tenderness, maybe that was telling us that there was another way to get out of this. But now I'm like, oh, no. No, because that's... Mm-hmm. So here's a question. Would that be the real Zora? Whose kid is that? Like, is that kid a tethered, or is that kid a human? What's a half-tethered like? Okay, so... If I wanted Zora's to play this in my or, next D&D game, what or, would my stat bonuses be? Did the two tethers, when they... Or, or when the non-tethers conceive the child, do the tethers also conceive the child, and then the tethered child and the regular child are born with the same... Okay, DNA. so... Yeah. That, I mean, that, that... I have a note about this, because I just, this was one that I was writing down as we were... Before we started recording. So, um... By the way, these are not questions that I actually want the movie to have answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. This no, is but, way Homer talk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, Red... When Red is doing her big spiel, um, and she talks about, you know, when the girl had a child, Umber was brought to me smiling... And then when the girl had another child, I had to do it myself. Yeah. So I think that's, I think in between Umbra and Pluto's birth is when the government stopped giving a fuck and they're still having to follow their programming. Mm, The counter on that is that I think the name of the youngest child, Pluto, Jason, Jason. Pluto, Pluto's the tether. Jason's the yeah. up above, um, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Jason was a C-section, but down below they don't have the processes to C-sect. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she just, yeah. 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 I will say that uh, Red said that the government gave up the project generations ago. Which mm-hmm. is another weird beat for this movie. Yeah. Like, how long ago were they cloning? Right. And that's the thing. It's like, because... 
the, I guess she said that, but then she says, you know, this child was brought to me. To me, that's like, that's still some shady shit that it's still going on. Mm. Not now, not when this was going on, but I'm I mean, just saying. I mean, she could just be talking about the doctors. The, doc- the doctor's <laughs> yeah. tethers. Such as they are yeah. down there. I mean, doctors have tethers too. Yeah. Um, yep. I do, like, I wonder, did. Generations ago, would that be the Depression? Could be. I mean, that or would be civil... two to three generations ago. But how are they in the Civil War going to be cloning people? I mean, they were just trying to figure out muskets. <laughs> <laughs> when could they yeah. have reasonably done cloning? World War Two, possibly. I mean, obviously, the uh, the Nazis were dealing with genetic experiments and Nazis. eugenics and that sort of thing. Nazis. It's it's a couple of leaps of science fiction yeah. and nonsense to get there. I could, I could buy that, and then that would that would be enough time to say there have been generations. Yeah, yeah. There have definitely been generations since World War Two. Yeah, two to three, depending on your particular age. Another clue is when you actually see her kill. She's grunting. Like, I know. <laughs> well, especially they leave that a little thick on. Like the second time she did that, I'm like, wait, something's not right here. I thought. <laughs> I thought initially, I was like. I thought that they were showing us that there's not that much difference. And I think I had that thought, too, but the second time it happened, I was like, mm. but the She second- was also injured enough by the time she got down to the tunnels that she was moving like a tethered. Yeah. yeah. She, she wasn't moving smoothly and easily. And her white clothes were almost entirely red. There was a point where she had the same limp as Jack in The Shining. <laughs> yeah, as did uh, the, the the husband, or maybe that's Winston. 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 Not Winston. Gabe. Oh, Gabe. Donna. Jeez. You guys Winston made me do that earlier. You did a great job. You, were you did such a good job. Yes, playing two counter notes. I want to point out another like moment, like the frisbee moment, mm-hmm. was when she was actually laying on the couch and she sees. On the table, there's a spider. There's a there's yeah. a there's a decorative spider, and then there's a second spider. And spiders make webs. You know, I'm just thinking of yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. I uh, I noticed that especially mm-hmm. on my second viewing that the small spider came from the big spider. Yeah. So this is a really fast thing. Uh, I also like that this can be this movie can be about trauma and the way that it splits you from who you were before the trauma to who you are after the trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I've seen a lot of people sort of complain about the twist and how it was telegraphed, um, but I would like to make an argument that we put too much value on a twist that we don't guess. Mm-hmm. I think I'd that... that. What? I'd agree with that. I think that this was a perfectly fine twist. It was well buried within the plot. I did figure it out because, like I said, I knew I was only going to get to watch this movie once before this, so I was like, pay attention to the all. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit of of uh, The Sixth Sense because the first time I watched The Sixth Sense, you know, he gets shot, and then the very next scene, there he is, and I was like, isn't he dead? I thought he was dead. They told us he was dead. Yeah. And then and then you just kind of forget as yeah. the show... And, and I was the same way with this because... At, at right after Adelaide comes back, I remember thinking, "Well, that's that's the other one. They've switched," and then you kind of forget. Yeah, I I, pre- I predicted this ending as I was watching it, but that doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the film. Oh no! Yeah, right. and I think that part of the problem is that once an 
once a director or a writer does that twist, everybody's just so waiting for yeah. it that even if you don't mean to, you're looking for it. And uh, I think the counterpoint to that is I remember the first time I saw The Village, I guess the ending about halfway through. Yeah. But then I stopped myself thinking that would be the stupidest fucking ending for this movie. Mm-hmm. And then it did. I was like, well, I'm done with you, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> In counter to The Village, I never once doubted that The Village was set... Now, yeah. sorry for that spoiler. I never, it, it never crossed my mind to doubt that the village was set Same. now. So when she got out on the road and a car passed her, I remember thinking, "Yep, it was that supposed to? Yeah. Oh, that was supposed to surprise me." Um, I will. I have a, a contentious statement to make, and that is, I mostly really like Shyamalan. Okay, yeah, um, I like a lot of his. I, I thought I loved. Um, I was about to call it Dead Rising. That first movie, I see dead people. Six Six cents. We were just talking about. Um, I liked. I I liked uh, the lady in the water. Like, Mm. I liked the fantasy. Mm, I mean, like, I wasn't like. I I think that the. You like that sort of thing. Yeah, I think a lot of times, like a lot of like the things that I liked about the movie were just the movie, and the twists were not. Um, the most important part to me, like with her, like I I knew the villain, like moments into the movie, I was like, this is definitely not a period piece. Um, but, and then, so then whenever it got to the end, I didn't feel disappointed because I never thought that that was going to be a twist. I, I had just a different reaction. I guessed it. I'm like, no, that can't possibly be the ending of this movie. That would be the stupidest ending for this movie. And there it was. There it was. Um, but, so I think that there's there's something to be said for, for I guess, blatant twists, because I don't think that they're always as blatant as we think they are. Like, I wrote a story at one point, and it got rejected from an editor. I'm not, like, blaming the editor. It was fine. But they were like, I saw this twist coming from the beginning, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to. <laughs> that was the point of the story. All Like, all these words I picked, I picked... So that you would know, I'm not trying to lie to you, I'm lying to the main character. <laughs> I think that sometimes you don't, it's not necessarily a twist, it's a confirmation that yes, you were right all along. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of times as audiences, we look for a twist. But I think like with Shyamalan's movies, you can rightly look for a twist, and if the twist isn't as satisfying as it could be, the movie doesn't work with him. Whereas in this case, yes, you can kind of see the twist coming, but the movie is so expertly made, who gives a fuck if you saw it coming? I'm definitely not saying that Shyamalan is as good as Peel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shyamalan, I'm with you. I, like, love Sixth Sense, love Unbreakable, really liked uh, Split, Glass, I'm working through my feelings on. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, like we said, at the be- like I said at the beginning, Peel's working on a different level. Um, yeah, he's he like when I saw Signs in the theater, I remember watching it in the theater and being like, "That was fun." And then five minutes after the credits rolled, I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> All of these issues have suddenly popped in my mind. Whereas with this movie, I'm like, "That was awesome." Yeah, and. The only issues I'm coming up with are questions that I don't really want the movie to have answered. Right. Um, and then I have one more thing to say, and that's just about the clear metaphors. But I think I already said that, actually. Did I say that here or on the video? doesn't matter. If you want to hear what I had to say about clear metaphors, go watch the video. All right. Awesome. Um, 
the Monkey Paw Productions vanity card right at the beginning. I love yeah, the, the, the cup. Well, yeah. of course, the cup was great, but I just love the typewriter at the beginning. Was, <laughs> okay, sure. you know, like the first shot I see is a typewriter. I'm like, oh, this will be a fun movie. <laughs> the typewriters want lulls yeah. back into that yeah. false sense of security. Right. And and just in case it wasn't obvious enough, the the the, the spoon in the cup mm-hmm. was how they controlled people and get out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which I realized yeah, yeah. seconds before Donna said it. <laughs> I still didn't realize it. Side note uh, to jump in on the Peel and Shyamalan discussion. They get me every fucking time with a twist because I'm I'm not trying to be that objective when I'm watching it. I'm just I'm just buckled in for the ride. So all the twists, I'm like, <sighs> I wish we had what? video for that. Yeah. <laughs> but if if a twist with a Peel movie maybe doesn't work, I think you can make an argument. Maybe the twist doesn't work in this one. On the outside, but the whole movie works so well that that's not all you're left with. I think that the twist works so well with this movie because you do have this. I, I think it works on several. I'm sorry, I drank my coffee too fast. It works on several levels because you have that whole idea of like um, of race and how how difficult it is for people of color to get to the level that this family must have been at to literally own a beach house. Because it was their beach house. Jason even says, I left this here last year or last summer. Um, And, and like, Gabe can just go buy a boat and, like, surprise his family. And sure, it's not like a yacht, but... He bought a boat. Yeah. Like, it's not a dinghy. It's it's a boat with an engine, and everybody can sit in it. An engine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I mean, that's not... Like, we. I couldn't go yeah. to my lake house, my ocean beach house, and, and buy a boat on a whim. I, and I think the, the twist is fine. I'm thinking... Like you said, other people are complaining about the twist, and I think it just doesn't fucking matter if you, you if you're complaining about the twist, the movie still works. Yeah, well, and the other thing I was going to say is I think it also works really well if you go with this being a story about trauma, because then you have you know who you were before the trauma and who you are after the trauma, and is it actually a different person? The, my my commentary on that, I guess, is at the end when you see when she, when she okay you see the flashbacks. Uh, the the tethered Adelaide takes over mm-hmm. who Adelaide was, and that's what trauma does: is you take that person you were and you go and chain it up. Yeah, and something else comes out, and also you have to go and quote find yourself to fix the problem. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Was the funhouse a trap? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have so many thoughts about that funhouse. Did it have a different name in the yeah. 80s? Yeah, it did. What was the name in the 80s? Vision, Vision, Vision Quest. Vision Quest. And, then and it had it was, a Native American yeah. dude. It was Merlin's Forest mm-hmm. in the present day. But it still had a totem. Right. Yeah. It, it still, still had a totem pole. I would yeah. like to point out that they covered up what happened there and they did it badly. Oh. oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> and... When he when they get in there, it's that hall of mirrors, and the lady from Shanghai has a very famous sequence where the the final gunfight is in the hall of mirrors, and you don't know who's shooting who and where. But then Jordan Peele's like, yeah, I don't know if that scene works, so he just does a whole different thing where she just smacks into a mirror and then figures it out. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I love mirror mazes, like I, I love carnival settings for horror stuff. For horse, that was a terrible sentence. 
I love the set. I love the lights and the rides and all of that. And I thought that this Mirror Maze scene was so good. Side note, in the fall, Santa Cruz is that creepy. Like when they walk up and uh, at the end and there's nothing there, everything's shut down. It looks that creepy in real life. <laughs> we, we have been there and I'm like, oh yeah, that's still creepy. You're like, not to go there. Let's not go there's a little bit of fog and yeah, it's creepy. It's and, and, and see, I'm so on board. <laughs> no, no, it was it was really cool to see and it's really cool to be there, but it's like, ooh, you had a you had a moment here, Jordan. I've had a moment there and it's creepy. I forgot uh, until I watched this movie, I didn't forget I put away that I got lost in a house of mirrors as a very young child. Oh no. And like it was it was it was a trauma moment. Not the trauma moment that this that I was talking <laughs> about earlier, but that was just something that when she got lost I immediately remembered it and I was like <laughs> I like the way you said that. I forgot. No. I put away. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just go so quick from from playing enough video games, I just go so quickly to okay, I'm just following the left wall. <laughs> I read that in a book. Yeah, I just, like I'm just gonna keep going left until I find the way out. There yeah. we go. Um, plot twist: There's a million miles of tunnel before you come back the other way. <laughs> Where if you just went right one time? Shit. <laughs> oh, Hello. I'm coffee. Um. But yeah, so was that was that Funhouse a trap? It literally says "Find yourself" on the front of it, yeah. and it, as far as we know, the only entrance and exit to this place. Probably not the only because they're all over the place. Yeah, but like, so so is that a, is but, that a, is that a trap? Why is that there? Yeah, or maybe the the Jeremiah eleven eleven guy like owns the carnival. He set that up. He 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 knew everything from the get go. That's why he was the first to die. That's why he yeah he had to go first. Yeah. I mean theoretically you would meet yourself if you went there. Yeah. yeah. What if it was somebody on the inside and built the place? Said f this a la Urson or or what is it from Star Wars? You mean critic? No. Okay. Um, Jen's dad. Oh, Galen Erso. Galen Erso did with building the Death Star. He's like, I'm going to put a little thing here where somebody can actually find this place from up top. Like, if, you, if you enter here, you're going to, you know, find actually find yourself and then start asking questions and then implode the thing. Oh, which like is it. not actually really what happened, but... So kind of went like the other way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is the fun house is Project Stardust. Right. Yes. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Yes. Yes. I- I'm pleased with the number of Star Wars references we've gotten into this episode. All right. We have to wrap up. Okay. I insist. You're not my supervisor? Foot down. <laughs> I am the one controlling the recording, though, so. Actually, I think in this case, you probably are my supervisor. <laughs> All right. So I have a rule, which is don't wander off. I... That rule is in a bit of contention. Yes, it is. I, I understand. <laughs> don't don't wander off. It's fine. Yeah. Don't wander off. It's good good advice. I think it's it's a good jumping off point. Don't don't split the party. Yeah, that it's right. still it's all part of that. The contention we had was don't live in America. Uh, it was the other rule that I had because I think as I've thought about it since we talked about it first, Adelaide wandered off, and that just happened to be the catalyst for this, but there were all these people teeming underneath. Something was going to happen at some point. So whether or not Adelaide wandered off is sort of immaterial to the big death of everyone else. So If it hadn't been Adelaide, it would have been someone. Right. I mean, we've seen, we saw that line that they were making, that 
as, as I realized when I said it, this could not be the only entrance. Mm-hmm. Right. How do we even know that Adelaide was the only one? Mm-hmm. It would take a hell of a lot of coordination. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you weren't American, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I would say that because Peel did make a very big point to say, under America, these tunnels, yeah. you know, yeah. these tunnels are here, this is here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Contention, but. Yeah. This is a very American story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Mac, you have our poll. Ah, yes. Should I say oh, wait, actually, no, I'm sorry. Let's jump to Rule. Uh, our quote. Quote, yes. Our quote is, we're, we're Americans. Americans. Or, <laughs> Fucking devil voice, I swear. This is the devil. No! <laughs> this is my Lupita Nyong'o impression. <laughs> Kinsey does nope right let's, up there. Let's, 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 let's define the boundaries between the various voices. <laughs> What you hear from the devil voice, what I hear from the devil voice is tomato, tomato. <laughs> but what I personally hear is the devil voice. It's just, hi, I'm the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, Let's go play. Please write that story. <laughs> uh, that story's actually already been written. Oh, it's okay. uh, by Slime Monster. Something like that. I knew it was going to be Slime Monster or, or Puss Monster. One of the two. Um, it's a story <laughs> in which... It's sort of like a creepypasta type story mm-hmm. in which there's a abandoned Disney park and you go in there and uh, it's terrible. Like, the end is terrifying. <laughs> it scared me to death. But I can feel Donna glaring at me. So just... Uh, I'm not glaring. I'm looking. I'm just looking. <laughs> I am nearly... Donna has looking. resting glare face. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um... But it's, it's so good. It's such a great story. Which makes it difficult when she actually is glad at you. <laughs> Differentiate between the points when she's just existing. <laughs> <sighs> Are we broke, Kenzie? Yeah, I'm a little broke, but it's all right. I'm a little broke, too. I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next thing we're doing? <laughs> the next thing we're doing is our poll that Mac has. Which one of us has been a tethered all along? Kenzie. What? <laughs> <laughs> because you're so inconspicuous. Oh, I see. I don't yes. know that inconspicuous yeah. That's the word I <laughs> Sure. I would use for sure. Kenzie. Play. On the play. <laughs> Not so much, Debbie. <laughs> uh, I was, I, a lot of words have been used to describe me. I... I <laughs> I will. I have to. I'm, I'm with Mac. I'm calling yeah. shenanigans. I am also with Mac because as I was coming up with the word, my brain's going, "That's not it." <laughs> <laughs> I like that you and your brain had an argument. Like that is not your Kinsey. That yes. is not. Yes. <laughs> that is not her Kinsey. Her Kinsey is inconspicuous. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. oh. I don't like to draw attention. <laughs> Guys, I think it's Mac. <laughs> Mac is rolling into that voice real, <laughs> real quick. Ah, uh, again, that would be the tethered voice. This would be the tethered voice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can say with certainty that it's not Donna. Why? Um, <laughs> with certainty, that's that's. I mean, it's a good theory that she isn't, but certainty is where I'm. I'm 
You know what? Actually, as soon as you said why, I take it all back. I think it's probably Donna. Yeah, because it's probably not Donna, but we can't be certain. Well, I was going to say, because she's she's a good leader and she keeps us all in line. And then I was like, That's Adelaide's a fucking mom. She was doing fine until they got yeah. to Santa Cruz. <laughs> the nerd secret was going to come Ad- out. Real Adelaide was a very fine leader. <laughs> yes, she was. Indeed. Um, yeah, I'm kind of... I don't think you were trying to, like, sway me to lead to Donna and Lightning together, <laughs> but I'm now kind of looking at Donna just a little curiously now. Mm, but at the risk too. of outing myself, if we're going by speech patterns alone, I kind of fucked it up on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think Kinsey's a tethered. I'm pretty because sure. she's so inconspicuous. <laughs> she's so inconspicuous. Underline. I gotta admit, I'm side-eyeing Debbie and Adrian and Matt. Wait a sec. Are you a Gemini? No. I am. Are you a Gemini? Are you, though? I am. Oh, you it's really definitely not. Oh, oh. I guess wait, no, that's no, a good no, no. I feel like this wait, is going I feel like I'm wait, 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 wait. I'm about to lay some knowledge on you. Okay. You're not a Gemini. I am. I read the article that said I am. Oh, all. you are a Gemini? Oh, okay. So Gemini is your adjusted sign? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Still, yeah. I'm an Aries, not a Taurus. Okay. I don't accept the adjusted on uh, well, Aries. that's the thing. The article I read the was how ones? it doesn't matter. Not really. Oh, okay. I was say, wait, no. Because this is not the real Donna. She's like, astrology's real. <laughs> the- there, here is one of my classic Donna quotes. I do not believe in astrology, and I am yet the most Aries Aries you will ever meet. Which is okay. Both can happen at the same time. Especially if there's two of her. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Mac. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what does Mac think? Ooh. What do I think? What do I think? I pose the question so I can't plead the fifth. You can't no. Yeah, okay. Um, it might be me because it took a long time for any of us to suspect me. It, yeah, it went around the whole table. We only got to the last phase of this conversation before it was even brought up as a possibility. <laughs> I mean, I have to say... And I have the voice down. You do have the voice down. <laughs> and this is the first time I think I've heard you cuss. And I, and, and, I mean, no judgments. Raw Rabbit's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I have one more question, actually. How did we know they ate rabbit? She said, she said so. She said so. Yeah, in, in okay. her story, and, and her we saw them do a, it once upon a time. Yeah. Oh, I must. Yeah, they showed it. I must have just like not caught that line. Yeah. It was the a pan. She, yeah, when we got red as a young girl going through the tunnels, she looked into one of the rooms, and they were all. <laughs> Oh, I guess I just thought they were eating. And of course, what, with, what would they be eating? I guess you're right. People? There was a life bunny on the table, though, which is my favorite part about yeah. it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like... Bunnies. <laughs> there's like dead bunnies being being eaten, and this one life bunny just like, doop, doop, doop. <laughs> so the twist they of this podcast life. is at the end, I realized I was. <laughs> yes. That's how it Yeah, that, 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 that tracks. Alright. Who supplied the bunny after the you don't have to so yeah. you only need to supply two bunnies. So. Bunny is <laughs> fuck. <laughs> There's this game I've been playing. I'm just, I'm taking that out mm-hmm. and making it a ringtone. <laughs> bunny's fuck. That's uh, actually her text message, so Donna's sweet mom gets to hear What? <laughs> there's this game called Donut County and there's this you you have a hole and you it's like reverse Katamari. 
So instead of making oh, a big okay. ball, yeah. you're making a big hole. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the things you can do is if you drop two rabbits into the hole, your hole just boop, 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 boop. <laughs> oh, that's great. They're like tribbles that hop. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Is that the end? Yeah. Yes, Kenzie. Uh, all right. I will sign us out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Thank you, Mac, for getting, saving my cup there. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you, real Mac, for listening. <laughs> uh, you can find us on all the social media. We are on Twitter at Beyond Cabin, Instagram, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, Facebook, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We do have a webpage, beyondthecabinintheWoods.com. You've heard us mention the video. If you want to support us, we do have a Patreon, which is Beyond the Cabin. We do have a couple sister podcasts and a brother podcast. I thought you were raising your hand there. I was like, oh, crap. I was, to put it back on my head. Okay. Uh, (laughs) It uh, went up. (laughs) We have Collective Snark, uh, the Once More with Feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffy Family rewatch, and then did I, I jacked that up. Oh, and I changed then, my mind because he's so yeah. Oh, we can't talk today. You're all tethered. <laughs> well, of course, the first one I am going to free so, is my Debbie. So if, if we weren't clear. tethered, somewhere down below, there's five of us just talking into nothing, <laughs> <laughs> making noises. Like, ah! <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> or do we just think we're talking and we're the ones below? That's you true. Know. Oh. Uh, by the way, Kinsey, uh, for future reference, I'm pretty sure collect. Snark has died. Okay, well then let me mark that off my thing that I wrote like two years ago. Okay. Not you. Oh, for shame. No, I don't care. I just want to... I mean, I care that Fuck it was... you! I care that it's dead! I care you do! Table flip! Wait, I just... Dance, my puppets. Dance! I meant that... Oh, I... Not that I'm... Just go on, Kinsey. You can't fix it. You want a shovel? No. Sorry. We love you, Kenzie. Thank you, Donna. Uh, then we have the Family Business, which is a supernatural rewatch, and we are part of the Gumby Cat Network. So thank you once again. And don't read the Latin. Don't read the Latin. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.